0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt
2: speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's
1: Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first.
3: Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian.
2: America, we are a world at war, the barbarian is here, I am your dramatic warlord of the airwaves, General Von Wehut, present and accounted for. We're broadcasting from the Valhalla Studios, deep in the mountains of Arizona tonight, as always, as you welcome our regular audience and our new audience to the show tonight. It's a very stormy night in many parts of America. So just think of this radio show as our fireside chat. Well, tonight you're in for a very special treat. We have a VIP guest that I'll get to here in a moment. But the French philosopher Joseph de Maistre said this, in a democracy, people get the leaders that they deserve. Think about it. Well, we're so glad you're here tonight in our epic episode 144. They star date of March 2nd, 2023 A.D., already into the third month of the new year. Christmas is just 10 months away already flying by, isn't it? Unbelievable. Well, don't forget, next Tuesday night, it's the first Tuesday of the month. And that will be the next episode of The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy radio show. Airs once a month. If you miss it, you miss it. Catch the podcast. But it's the first Tuesday of every month, that'd be next Tuesday night. At 8 p.m., the next Thursday, of course, we'll have our regular hard-hitting political show at 8 o'clock as well. So hope to see you at both of those shows. Tonight's theme is the coming great world war. There's been much speculation about World War III and nuclear strikes and all that. Very interesting what's going on. But... um, it's a very dangerous world. I'd say it's more dangerous now in some ways than it was when I was a kid during the Cold War. And for all of you new listeners, we know you're out there. You, We, we get the stats each week. You're in the tens of thousands. We love you. Well, we're glad you're here. This is cold radio like no other. When well, the torch has been passed, this is the... Gauntlet, where it's been thrown down in the radio octagon. I am your Germanic warlord talking about all of it. War and peace, current events, economics, intel for our military and elsewhere, deep sources. I know it all for most of it. I'll learn new things every day but I'm always knowing and learning more and more and more. It might view, to be a good radio talk show host. You've got to have a general knowledge of the U.S. Constitution, how America functions, or at least what's left of it, right? You've got to have a good knowledge of the Bill of Rights and our courts, how things work in America. I told you guys before, a lot of guys call me and they email me during the week, and they're despondent, angry, or whatever. I told you before, this is an asymmetrical war. The war that you see in the movies, the wars that you watch on TV, it could be that great show called Vikings on the History Channel, those days aren't over. But they're largely been put off to the side, if you will, the fringe. This is an asymmetrical war. We're in the war now. It's a propaganda war. It's an information war. It's a prepping war. Be prepared. Scout's motto. So the kind of war that you guys want may not present itself. It doesn't mean that we're not in a war. There's a big war raging in the undertow of America. Might be Europa, Australia. Definitely Ukraine, Asia. The world's a big powder keg, ready to blow up at any time. Well, that's going on. Yeah, people taking pot shots at you, don't you? I see all these Internet videos. These people taking pot shots at you. Sucker punches. Told you years ago, this show is the tip of the spear. We were talking about this stuff before, way before. It became hip and trendy to talk about preparedness or fight club or getting ready for the zombie apocalypse, you know, things of that genre, that general nature. Well, I would say this. If you refuse to fight back against the militant leftists who attack you, you will be a victim. You can bet on that. You can no longer afford to be a pacifist or quote-unquote look the other way because the violent mob will bring the war to your literal doorstep in the near future. You've got to fight back when you are attacked as it is the only Viking way forward. We never seek out first blood, but by God, if they start it, we'll finish it. Also been going through uh, World War II history this, this week. Love it. Very cool stuff. Hitler made it to Argentina. I have a CIA field report on my GAB page that you all should look at, declassified. We had spies on the ground in South America before and after, of course, World War II. And the spies on the ground in Argentina reported that Adolf Hitler, the Fuhrer, had landed in Argentina on June 20th, 1945. Well, we all know from my show that the fall of Berlin was in May, a month prior. I've always told you that truth is stranger than fiction. That CIA report is also FBI reports about the same thing. We're rampant. If our government thought that Hitler died in a bunker, which is the fictitious allies' story. They, they, they wanted to wrap up World War II. They had business reasons to do it. Treaties needed to be signed. Business deals needed to be inked. Things had to get done. They couldn't do any of that. If the world thought that Hitler and you know 10,000 SS men were running around South America, which they were, which they were. They wrapped it up real tight. It's amazing. History is amazing. That's real history. There's a book on that called Hitler in Argentina, written by the historian Harry Cooper, who I've had on my show before. You all should Google him, Harry Cooper. We had him on when I was broadcasting from KFNX here in Phoenix. 1,100 a.m. back in the day for five years, plus I broadcasted from the downtown independent radio station, had Harry Cooper on like three times, very interesting guy, and he's got a lot of good books out and history about World War II, which I just find fascinating. This is a history that, that they never wanted you to know. A lot of fiction, a lot of these things were written by the, by the Allies, Remember that the victors write the history to the war. And the so-called victors were the allies. America, Britain, and Russia, who wanted to write a lot of things up, wrap that war up tight, and move on. Well, the world's a mess right right now, if you fast forward to 2023. It's a complete mess. I do think that um, the real God himself will come down here someday yet again. And um, he would say this, when you worship me, be sure to lock and load. No doubt. Well, you're in for a great treat tonight, folks. because so Our VIP guest is no other than Steve Ubaney, who is the famous author of the series of books like Who Murdered Elvis and Who Murdered FDR, Lady Die. He's been on Coast to Coast Radio as well. We are very glad to have him booked for our show tonight here on the Von Wehead Show. He's in the Green Room Studio. He'll be coming on here in about half an hour. I we'll have a lot to say tonight about Lisa Marie Presley and the Presley estate and fortune. It very interesting to uh, have him on and talk about all of that. Well, you should know, Mr. and Mrs. America, that if this proxy war goes south and it gets Biden in the USA, you know, the war in Ukraine that is raging right, right now, that Russia will at first send us a bill and a monetary demand for billions of dollars of Russian infrastructure that was blown up by our own military hardware and equipment sent to the Ukraine. If we are not a real war with each other by that time frame anyway, I mean, there's been incursions over the Russian border. I'm not saying Russia's a saint, they're not. They started this war. They clearly started it. But what's going on is us helping out Ukraine like crazy we are going to be complicit in all of this. And at some point, America could pay a big price. And don't say it won't happen. Russia's held, held back a lot. They've had to. I'm no big fan of Putin here, or Zelensky especially. I'm against the war over there, period, from both sides. But I will say that Ukraine is being set up, if they don't know it. There's over a half a million Russian troops on the border ready to go in for the spring offensive. If you thought last year was bloody, this year will be even bloodier. It's so bad that the Ukrainian soldiers have been sent to Kiev and other cities to kidnap able-bodied young Ukrainian men to fight their war in the front. Now, people would say they should fight for their country. They should you know, go, go to the front. A lot of people don't know this is a proxy war. They know it's a political war. That's the kind of war that everyone wants to fight in. Now, when Russia invaded, I don't blame the Ukrainians for trying to protect their homes and their cities. Hell, I would too. Russia invaded. Clear as day. But I'm just saying, just saying for the record that, uh, I've seen videos of the Ukrainians because the manpower shortage is so acute over there. They're having to kidnap young men, ripping them away from their families, their jobs. They're going into factories. Any young man uh, runs the risk of being kidnapped. They'll beat you up. They'll put you in boot camp. They'll put a gun to your head, World War II style, and say, so you fight for us or you're dead. That may sound harsh to many of you. But that's reality on the ground. That's what's going on over there. The life expectancy of a Ukrainian soldier, or a Russian one for that matter, they say right now is one day, more like four hours actually. They put you on the battlefield, and that day you're dead by something, either a sniper, a mortar, a Russian tank, or by your own troops. If they think you're a spy, they'll take you out. They think you're a double agent, they'll pick you up. What a mess. War is hell. It really is. And there is no such thing as a good war either. They're all, they're all bad in their own way. Well, the militant leftists say that we are the deplorables and the political misfits of this grand democracy in Weimar America as they like to call it. We are very much like Hogan Zeroes in our time and space, in this new era, as we are on a war footing. Well, tonight, we always broadcast from Starlog 13 America, yet again. I told you before, we will outthink, we will outmaneuver, and outfight the enemies aligned against us. The Von Wien Show, Rogue, Infamous, and Legendary. What a great TV show that was back in the day, my God. The reruns on that are just hilarious. Love that show. Yes, yeah, the Starlog 13 America. You can't do anything. They uh, We're not a free country anymore. And the only reason the government bans large-capacity magazines, God forbid, I own several, is because they could possibly, perhaps, well, would the government plan on doing something I put it to you, Mr. and Mrs. America, so horrific to all of us that, um, well, it would force you or compel you, God forbid, to shoot these tyrannical people trying to take your guns or your home or your freedom or your liberty or your family. We have an invasion by millions of illegal insurgent warriors. From the mongrel third world, which comes to mind, they could easily arm them. And by the way, when I look at TV, all I see are the able-bodied men coming in from the third world. You don't see any women and children. You don't see any of You don't see e- any feeble old people. You see young, ripped, violent, probably gang-affiliated young men, eighteen. I'd say the age 40, of military age. And the ones that are are 40, 50, and 60 look pretty damn mean as well. They've probably been in the military or a junta or a uh, gang affiliation. They're pouring fentanyl all over our border. In my view, that's uh, that's a act of war against America. Well, I know what I would do. But um, let's just say some things would go boom in the middle of the night. But uh, Biden does nothing. He doesn't want to do anything. He will He refuses to. He's got his cup of tea, so to speak. doesn't want to do a damn thing. He's gutless, he's weak. Everyone knows it. It's no uh, secret how bad he is. It was a terrible president. Well, these train derailments are going on, right? You had know, Ohio, which is now a toxic mess. The great people, we have a lot of listeners there in, in Ohio. We've had calls before from Ohio. If you're in Ohio, call the show. Half of our VIP guests will take some calls. We've had a lot of great regular calls, too. Numbers number is 563-999-3437 later in the show. Now we've got a train derailment in Manatee County, Florida. One of those tankers is carrying over 30,000 gallons of propane. And Joe Biden won't go down there because it's the country, right? And Florida's a red state. Just like the red area of Palestine, Ohio. I put it to you, America, our red areas under attack All these damn derailments seem to be in red areas, red states, red counties. I'm doing my research on on this. Very strange, and I'm tracking it. Very strange. We got a gay transport secretary, booty judge, who uh, is far too busy trying to install transgender bathrooms in our nuclear submarines or, or our battlefield tanks to uh, worry one iota about Ohio or Florida or anything else he's really being paid to look after. He's being paid to monitor the transportation of America. It's a big failure. He was a big failure as a local mayor. He only got a battlefield promotion under Biden because he's gay. Only reason it was a virtue signal to the LGBTQ, X squared, exponential, to that group. That's all it was. It's just a political appointment, which means nothing. It's terrible. Well, you know, as the beat goes on, right? And all these other people, they call the show and whatnot, and they email. I get a lot of people who don't want to call the show. But they email, they email me all the time, or they try to message me on Gab or other platforms, and, that, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. I encourage you guys to call the show. Good to hear some new blood once in a while, some new voices. But I love to mix it up. But um, one of the big things this week was this issue: of people calling you a racist, or you know, racial this or racial that. These school kids are being bullied all over America, the, we have terrible principals, teachers who look the other way. Now, let's face it, if you're a white suburban kid, you don't stand a, a chance in these public schools that are literal jungles, just cutthroat. Well, if they call you a word or a name, it's just mere words, People need to, uh, in my view, stop caring. And they need to unlearn the propaganda and the brainwashing that they have been taught by the government, the media, and to be very candid, very blunt, the anti-white forces in society. They want you subjugated. They want you demoralized and eventually conquered. And if you live in South Africa or Europe right now, they want you killed in some parts of America. To really know that and to get that ingrained in your mind is to really set yourself free from their clutches and death grip over you. I told you before that keep your head on a swivel. There was a um, homeless white guy in Missouri in St. Louis this week made the, the rounds of Twitter. A black thug walks up behind him Casually pulls out a gun and shoots him execution style. No reason. No provocation. I saw the video. I saw it. Saw the whole thing. This is the mentality of a lot of people in our society. It's time to take out the trash America. We have a lot of trash out, out there, a lot of debris, human debris, human scum. I call it what it is i not to mention any words on my show. If you want things given to you prepackaged, really nice and neat, with a nice little bow on it, go to some other rhino show. Find a rhino show that, that, that you like. Find a, a Sean Hannity type type show. Where he'll tell you that everything is wonderful because it's chicken it in every pot. Trump's going to be back in office any day now. Just sit tight and send me money and buy these products. By our advertisers. Well, I don't lie to you like that. And Sean does a good job for Sean, putting him down. He looked, that's his shtick. That's his market segment. I respect any guy trying to uh, make a buck. Okay, but you have to know what you're dealing with. You have to know who the messenger is, what they're talking about. Analyze these people. Think beyond the veil. My show, I've got no advertisers telling me what to do. Just me, the microphone, and you and our fireside chat every week. I'll tell it to you straight. I'll tell you things that you've never heard before. I'll tell you things that the government's afraid to tell you. They, they don't want to wake you up. I'm the kind of show they despise. I'm not on their take. I'm not on their payroll. I am the host and the producer. And I am my own censor. We don't censor much of my show. As you know, anything goes. That's how it always should be. We're a radio variety show. We talk about everything. And that's the only way that I can go forward.
3: Well, while
2: that's going on, Biden, you know, and his IRS, they're developing a new, what's called a Biden-backed, algorithm. Have you heard of this that will see more white and Asian people, their words, not mine, targeted for tax audits to boost racial equity. Or whatever the hell that means. In other words, if you're white or Asian, they don't think you're going you're going to fight back. I'll translate it for you in the street. They're going to audit you to hell and back. And they know you're just going to roll over and cut that check. Because the status quo means more to you than anything else. And they know it. And I know it. And that's, right now, that's okay. I get it. Everyone's got a life to be taken. And they also know that the whites and the Asians have the majority of the money in the country. Let's be honest. We have the, we have the majority of the money or the access to it, sooner or later, we're going to get our freaking hands on it, right? You know what? I know that's true. But this is their agenda. I told you before, the government will do anything to keep themselves in business at your expense. Their government entity is more important than anything else in society. Keeping them going, keeping their operations running 24-7, is the most important thing in their universe and cosmos. You see that that, that they're woke, woke crap going on. Being woke, I'll tell you what it is. It's a state of awareness only achieved by those dumb enough to find injustice in everything except their own behavior. We live in a world where Smart people are silenced, so stupid people will not be offended. That's the state of America in 2023. The new woke military of America. Yeah, we know that's what they wanted, Obama, Biden, General Milley. We know you're not going to win the next war. That's why we are preparing preparing and preparing all over, fly over country and the fruit of plain, whatever the hell you want to call it, because we know you guys are not going to protect the nation or us if it ever really hits the fan. Everyone I know here in Arizona, Arizona is a, is a fortified state. Everybody has a gun, multiple guns, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, other weapons of war. Everybody is getting ready, so they know there's some big shoes to drop in this country. It's also no one's doing a damn thing about that border, while well, millions pour across. Ms. 13, gangs, criminals. Oh, you don't don't get me wrong. You have got your uh, couple of people who who uh, want to pick lettuce, sure. Want to pick oranges, sure, sure. No doubt about it. I give you that. <laughs> But the vast majority want to set up for benefits. They want to move to L.A. where their criminal network is or other parts. Now that they've branched out to the Midwest, New York, Chicago, East Coast, you know. They're all over, Dallas. So these networks are out there. And um, you, get, you better start thinking about the future, folks. The government does not want you to be prepared, but the Von Weekend Show does. Just never forget that. Well tonight, Steve Ubaney, the author, will be here with us. We can't wait to get him on the air and talk about Lisa Marie Presley and the Elvis Fortune. So glad everyone's here tonight. It'll be a great show.
4: A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark, a little less fighting, a little more spark. Close your mind and open up your heart and maybe satisfy me. That is me, baby. Baby, close your eyes and listen to the music, dig to the summer breeze. It's a grooving night and I can show you how to use it you come along with me and put your mind at ease Hey, less conversation, just a little more action All this aggravation is satisfaction. it's A little more bite, a little less bark A little less fight, a little more spark Set your mouth and
0: open up your heart And hey, baby,
4: satisfy me by me. That is by me, baby by
0: me.
4: Come on, baby, I'm tired of talking Grab your coat and let's start walking Come
0: on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Don't
4: procrastinate, don't articulate, girls getting
0: late, you just didn't wait around.
4: <laughs> a little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less bark, a little less fight, a little more spark. i your mouth and open up your heart, baby, be satisfy me.
0: That is funny, baby. That is funny girl. That is funny, baby. That is funny. That is funny, baby. That is funny. That is funny, baby. That is funny.
2: Yeah, satisfy the Von Ween show, baby. one thing the show is not is a little less conversation. Sorry, Elvis. We love you, man. But uh, we have a lot conversation on this show. And with that, let's bring on Steve O'Baney, our VIP guest tonight, the author of several books. We will dig, get into it with the uh, Lisa Marie Presley, Appearance Scandal, Other Conjecture. Steve, welcome to the Vaughn Weekend Show. Glad you're here, man.
0: Hey, Vaughn, it's to great you, to man. be back
1: on your show. Great to be back.
2: Yes. Thank you, sir. Well, we but
1: i got to tell you, this we've been VIP room needs some... I need to tell you though this VIP room needs some new furniture, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's oh yeah, the same oh, plant yeah.
1: I was looking at last time I was on the show. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's always under
2: construction, you know that.
1: The radio <laughs> green room,
2: man. How's the bar? Was, was 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 the bar good in there?
1: Oh yeah, it was great. It was great.
2: <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. We're working on it. You know.
1: I always look forward and, to, uh, to your show 'cause we – I always look forward to coming on yeah. your show because we have a hell of a good time. We <laughs> really do.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, we've been chit-chatting over the past month or so. And um, I want you to uh, tell folks a, a bit about your books and things you're working on. And then we'll get right into uh, Lisa Marie Presley. So the floor is yours, sir.
1: All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm writing the Who Murdered Book series. And these are – I reinvestigate uh, famous people and celebrities who um, history has told us died of natural causes, and they weren't. They were actually murdered. So I have uh, – and each book takes um, – so when nobody else is looking, I'm looking. So when new evidence comes out, I can say, oh, wait a minute. That fits here. That fits here. This fits there. This person was murdered. And what I do is I gather the suspects, and in each one of my books, I run them through the elements of a crime, motive, means, and opportunity. So in the end of the book, um, there's no opinion. The process spits out who did it, how it happened, and mm. everything. So, cool. Um, I have that. four books out. I'm writing a fifth book right now. And the first book was Who Murdered Elvis, um, and uh, a book they basically gutted to write the, to film the Elvis movie. <laughs> it just came out um, quite recently. And then the next book I wrote was Who Murdered FDR? Um, and then I right. discovered more information on um, this. Uh, so I put out Who Murdered Elvis, the fifth anniversary edition. And uh, last wow. year I put out Who Murdered Diana? And uh, the book I'm writing right now is on Nikola Tesla. And there's going to be. Oh, my God. More. Yeah, cool. Bunch more, so. Hey, that
2: Elvis movie was fantastic, wasn't it, Steve? I love it. It was that a movie, great movie. Man.
1: Depends on what yeah. you were looking for. I mean, it was right. told through the lens of the people who paid for it. So you're watching something based on a true story. There were a lot of historical inaccuracies, but um, if their intention, which it was, if their intention was to make Elvis Popular to a new generation, I think they pulled it off um but yeah don't don't look too close because there are serious elements missing um, mm-hmm. you know, like for example, for example, um Elvis never went to pieces like that when Priscilla died, or I'm sorry when Priscilla left um, it, that never happened. He had already moved on to Linda Thompson as a girlfriend, and then after that, Ginger Alden. Both were missing from the film. Um, there, there was, there was quite a bit missing from the film. But hey, if their intention was to uh, give a great, you know, give a, something that captures your imagination and tries to popularize Elvis for the next generation of fans, then Bravo! You just don't look too close. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I thought the Elvis um, movie, Steve, was just great for entertainment. Uh, maybe not as factual as it could have been, but the guy that played Elvis was was the guy. I mean, he really, man, he like was like a medium for Elvis Presley. Just his mannerisms, his look, it was eerie watching him in the movie. It was like watching Elvis Presley. I mean, he yeah. had, he
1: he, had he that did, character he down. Yeah. yeah, he did a great job. Um, you know, he had the right body type. Um, he had the right mannerisms. Um uh, it you know, early on, he captured the early El- Elvis much better than the later Elvis. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: was, uh, I watched the, the movie. I've watched it three times. And um, I watched it with someone who's didn't know quite as much about Elvis as I do. Of course, not everybody studies a guy like I do. And they said that the movie would have been much better if the guy wore an Elvis Presley Halloween mask. <laughs> <laughs> <face-wise>. <laughs> he, just, he just didn't look like him face wise, but far away shots were huh. great. Um, you know, I think he yeah. did a good job. Yeah. I, I really think he did.
0: How so that's you how feel? I
1: ended up meeting. That's how I ended up meeting Lisa. Is 2012? Uh, I just put out my first book on Elvis, and I hired um, someone in PR in Memphis, and uh, mm-hmm. I had some uh, events down there, and I have on television twice, and the um, book signing. And, uh, I kept, Lisa was cut. She just released her new album, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I mean, she's a busy girl. I mean, she's on the board of directors since 95 of Elvis Presley. Oh yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: Ended up, you know, being head of the board of directors. So, I mean, this is is a busy lady, you know? So Mm -hmm. everywhere that I went, it was just bizarre. Everywhere that I went, she went. Or vice versa. We were our events were side by side and I kept bumping into her. And bumping mm-hmm. into her. And the first couple of times it was just happenstance. And then the first couple of times it was like, um, you know, oh excuse me, hi, how are you? You know, and we'd pass each other. And the third time we cracked a little bit of a smile because we kept running right I mean face right into each
0: other. Uh, funny. And the
1: fourth time it was the fourth time it was like, Hey Presley, stop following me, all right? And right, course, right, that, right. That burst into a bunch of giggles, you know. Love it. So, yeah. The next morning, I was supposed to be on. I think it was the Fox affiliate in Memphis, and um, 10, 10, It was ten o'clock or ten thirty in the morning. I can't remember. It's been longer than a decade now, and um, I'm in the nerve. I'm in the uh, the nervous as hell room, the green room, because that's what you are. You're nervous as hell. You're watching the show, and who's on the show? Right. Lisa Marie. You know, oh my God. So I'm thinking what's, what's going through my head is I'm going, oh my God, how am I going to follow this? How do mm-hmm. you follow this? Right. So, yeah. Um, they're coming down to, you know, the guy comes in and he goes, you know, like two minutes or whatever. And I'm, like, I'm so damn nervous. And I got cotton mouth so bad because I'm so nervous. I'm like, man, I got to go find a drinking fountain or something. So I walk out mm-hmm. and I find the little water cooler with the little, you know, the shot glass of water and the paper cup, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, I take a drink.
1: <laughs> I take a drink, and I turn around, and she's face-to-face with me. She's getting off. Oh, my God. On. And she's like, who are you, and why do I keep running <laughs> into you? And That's I mean, it was, really, it was really bizarre. So I said, well, I'll tell you what. Um, we can't have this conversation right now because I'm going on after you. They're in commercial. So I was, mm-hmm. on, I was on TV for I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, which seems like an eternity when you're on television. And I, I leave. And she waited for me. Hmm. So we start talking, you know, and uh, that started, you know, a friendship that lasted many, many years. Uh, very cool. Very down to earth. Elvis would have been really proud of her. She was very, um, she was a lot of fun. She was down to earth. She I mean, she was she was just all great things, you know. She had it. I said it <laughs> to you this way. No matter what card game you were playing, Lisa Marie had a card in that game. If you wanted to play the cute game, she had a cute card. If you wanted to play the sexy card game, she had a sexy card. If you want to play the bitchy game, she had a bitchy card. you know <laughs> she was a great right multi, right multiverse personality, but she was great
2: um, multi talented love it
1: <laughs> she was she was she was one of these people who you didn't have to. She was so cool. I had to keep reminding myself who this person was, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, she was a lot like her father. Her father loved music, didn't like the business end of music. She loved Mm -hmm. the fans. She loved all of that. You know, she loved to meet people and talk to people and be approachable. She loved all of that. I don't really think that she relished the business end of that. You
0: know, mm-hmm. being
1: on the board. I think it was a lot on her, especially, you know, raising two kids and cutting her own music. And it was it was a lot sure. on her. But, you know, I mean, out of that started a friendship that lasted, you know, a decade. And I think it happened that way, not because I'm anything special, but I think it's because I didn't want anything from her. I didn't want her to appear. Right. I didn't want an autograph. I didn't want anything. So we'd, we'd get together and we'd talk about barbecue. you know wow it was a a very very uh, very nice person and it's a tremendous loss to me and a lot of other people and now that i'm in up to my nose i might as well get the top of my head wet somebody better start looking into this a little deeper than they are um because we still don't have a toxicology report or a cause of death in an autopsy report
2: that's right
1: um something's going on and Mm -hmm. it took me a month to be able to talk about it just because it bothered me so much. Um, but somebody, I mean, a blind man could find this with his nose. Okay. Um, and and here you go and here's why 2019 she sued her business manager and I believe her mother for a hundred million dollars because she claimed that they colluded against her in, I don't know, taking her money or something. I don't really know the specifics of it, but it's all out there. It's a public record. Mm-hmm. And she won. So she is this getting awarded this $100 million windfall of money. She also signed a book deal for, I think, 8 or $10 million to write a book. And now all of a sudden we have a very suspicious death. And those people don't have to pay anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. It's very bizarre what's going on. Um, And I think if there's a cover up there that's deeper than I'm going to talk about on the radio, but I will tell everybody this. Um, Poke around, look around and open your eyes. This needs to be investigated. If you can't find motive means and opportunity here, you can't find it anywhere. And I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but um, somebody better start asking some questions. So, I want to tell everybody about something that was sent to me about pictures of Lisa Marie. All right? And I know I forwarded them on to you, and I know you've seen them, right?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. There's a couple people out there who are very good at asking questions, and they've taken pictures of Lisa Marie throughout the years. And the photographs do not match the person who was on the red carpet at the Golden Globes. And profile picture from Elvis's 88th birthday, January 8th, to a profile profile picture two days later of her on the red carpet, certainly look like different people. From C. Mm-hmm. from... 1995 to 2003 to 2023, Lisa Marie had a very flat forehead. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, two days later, her forehead is rounded. She get a very curved, rounded, sloped forehead. So somebody out there is already asking questions. And questions that beg answers. Um, size of her hands were different. Lisa Marie was very petite, very tiny. Um, she was about, right. I'd say, just about five two, maybe. She came up to my chest. She was a tiny little little thing, very petite. She had little teeny tiny hands. I'm not seeing hmm. that in this picture. This picture, this person in the picture, seemed to have bigger hands. Body wow. double? Who knows? Could be. You know?
2: Could be. Who knows?
1: Right. Um, But the truth behind the lie is something that no one can figure out. You know, was she sick and couldn't make it and had to call in a body double? I don't know. Nobody knows. But Mm -hmm. if you start looking, um, you'll be surprised what you find. There's a picture of her um, when she just put her hands in the concrete, you know, in the cement, you know. Um, at the Chinese yeah. theater, and they're all they're all standing up.
2: Yeah, the world famous man's Chinese theater there in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. Priscilla's about five six. Lisa's mm-hmm. lower. This picture. Um, Lisa is towering over her. Huh. I know people wear high. I know people wear high heels. I get it. You know, I understand it. But the yeah. your high heels sure. are not a foot tall. <laughs> Right. You know. Right. It makes me it makes me wonder if there isn't a body double here at play. Why that is, mm. I'm sure I have no idea, but something doesn't look right. Do your own digging, look into it yourself. Somebody saw it, they sent it to me. I sent it to to Vaughn and a couple other people, and people are starting to ask some questions. Um what any of this yeah. means, I'm sure I have no idea. But I look at I don't know why rat poison kills me, Vaughn. I just know that it does. Okay?
0: I, I don't
2: know. <laughs> exactly. What's
1: going on here? Exactly.
2: Know, but damn you, rat poison! Damn you! <laughs> ah, she, um, the damn rats are out there again. Oh yeah, a lot of rats in our society. Yeah, that's for damn sure. They are alive and well, aren't they? Well, you know, there, there's always a lot, a lot of hanky panky when these things go go down, Steve. You know, and well, I, I wouldn't was, uh, play of any kind. When it comes to $100 million and celebrity status and Hollywood, oh, my God. It is the making of another great movie, (laughs) if you will, you know, or documentary at least.
1: I think in the years to come, people will look into this. Right now, the shock is really – everybody's really reeling from this. And, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I just miss my friend. She was really cool. You know, to chat on the phone with, and you know, see down in Memphis. And I used to have a little Memphis crew, and she was in it. I used to go down there, and you know, it's not there anymore. You know, but I was, you know, what I shouldn't have met her in the first place. I was lucky that I was able to meet her, and uh, so it was. Um, it's you know, kind of cool to meet her, man.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, Steve, you met the daughter of Elvis Presley.
2: Pretty. She's- pretty astounding yeah you it's know.
1: Really something and I'll tell you something else too um I'd never seen I met her in like 20 2012 into the 2013 year because she had an, a record coming out an album coming out and record listen to me does that date me or what uh, it wasn't a record
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I call them damn
1: it
2: it's a record it's a it's some it's, it's 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 vinyl baby vinyl <laughs> That's the hot this, thing this, now. See how are you seeing these uh, these stores where the kids want vinyl? They don't want to buy a CD or an MP3 player forever. They go now. They're making those classic records back in the vinyl. I see it everywhere. You know, your 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 bookstore, your Walgreens, yeah. It's hip and trendy. I got
1: original. I got original Elvis 45s. Yes. And I, I do too. It. I've, I've been, got some. I can't part with them, you know. I went to Sun Records down there. I went to Sun Records in Memphis, and I've always been there several times, you know. I mean, for book signings or right. television or whatever, you know. And um, I went to Sun Records, and the one on the wall was the master of Elvis when he oh, there, wow. I forgot what the name of the song was, and I tried to buy it, and they wouldn't even entertain a price, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man, everything's got a price. Nope. They wouldn't even that's think about gold. It. They wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, but that to, is back gold. To, back to Lisa. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody who met her would have loved her. She was. I never saw a picture or a video or anything that captured how pretty this girl was. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I met her, I mean, it was just, it was just, she was just so intoxicatingly pretty, you know. And I'm a professional oh, girl yeah. watcher. As opposed to the people who you work with all day long <laughs> <You>
0: know, um, <laughs> right. you know,
1: this this girl was this girl was pretty, you know, and like i said wow. the the girl that I saw on the uh, on the Golden Globes now I'm even starting to question it, didn't really have the same you know people had well, mannerisms, good. you know, the way they use their hands and the right. way they talk, and you know Elvis had manner she has them right. I wasn't catching yeah. that something wrong something's going on now i've heard different things i heard through the back channel that she had covid for the golden globes i don't know how true that was mm-hmm. um you know i've heard multiple different things but in the words of muhammad ali nothing's wrong but something ain't right
2: right right um you know what it's like I don't put anything past anybody anymore, Steve. I know, seriously, I mean, I tell people, like, like what you're saying, look at these photographs, look at the circumstantial evidence in front of you. There's a lot of people, uh, just to go off on a little tangent during the show here, that say that Joe Biden isn't the same Biden that we had. If you look at the eyebrows, you know, people have researched those photographs. Something really weird there. Um I, I have a picture on my gab page of the body double of Zelensky of Ukraine, uh, which which uh people had sent me. That's on my gab page. He's about he's, he's in a stairwell. Looks just like you know, well not exactly, but pretty damn close. But my these things are out there. And um you know, there's plastic surgery, there's all kinds of things they're they're, they're trying to snow the public with. Who the hell knows? You know, but yeah. it's radio gold to me because these things are what feed the imagination. And there's a lot of strange things that we find out later are true. Most conspiracy theories are later confirmed. That's fact. And so we bring things up on this show way ahead of the curve. And we've always been like that. And uh, well, like, I love this Like stuff, I always
1: too. say. Like I always say this this plays with people's normalcy bias. You know, they can't even entertain this because to to think that would just unravel their entire being, you know. But is it really a, is it really a conspiracy theory if you have the evidence? You know what I mean? No. You've read my right, books. right. I mentioned this in my books a lot. Um I wanted to come up with a term to combat conspiracy theory and I think the mm-hmm. people who can't see these are reality challenged. I think they're reality challenged individuals.
2: Ah, I
3: love it. Where it, love the it. evidence
1: is right in front of you. You have mm-hmm. the evidence. It's right there and still they don't they don't have the mental wherewithal to say, you know, yeah, okay. You know. Um if you read any one of my books, which I know you have. Um Princess Diana had a double Princess Diana had a body double, and that is laid out in my book. Um, Stalin, Hitler, Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln, Queen Elizabeth, they all had body doubles. Elvis Presley had two body doubles, as a matter of fact. When I ended up meeting uh, one of his co-stars, Susanna Lee, on Paradise Hawaiian Style, who we lost a few years ago, who was a peach of a lady, by the way, um, Mm -hmm. she said that, and I, I didn't know this, I mean, I thought I had researched him to the nth degree. I mean, to the point where I went and talked to the people who were at the autopsy. You know, this wasn't an armchair research thing. I mean, I went and I really talked to people. I would fly down to um, Nashville to meet Dan Warlick, who was the investigator for for Graceland and the autopsy and everything. I didn't I, I didn't know this. I didn't know that Elvis had body doubles who helped him film the movies. Susanna Lee said the first few shots were not with Elvis. Elvis was in the studio laying down the record the recording tracks. No wonder they could crank out a movie in thirty days. I never never That's thought right. about it. And I said I said, Suzanne uh-huh. back up. She said if you go and look on on the web, Paradise Hawaiian style. There's a photograph of Susanna Lee with her arms around Elvis. Only it's over around his neck. Only it's not Elvis. And this guy would pass in a crowd. And she said, "Take a close look. This guy's name is Matt, and he has a very U-shaped face. He has bigger jowls. Elvis's face was very triangular." And right. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm like this is like information right. overload right
2: so TMI TMI I'm, I'm like, you're right
1: I'm like Too wait, much a information. wait a minute, wait a minute so I had, to, <laughs> I had to go and I had to look these pictures up and you know what she's right if you look at it there's this one actor who is his body double who you could pass on screen for this guy right and there was right. another one who yeah. did the There there's another one who did the stunts Like, fun and Al Capulco, I got news for you. Elvis is not diving 100 feet off a cliff, all right? Um, Right. So everybody has body doubles. I've heard from the back channel that Trump has a body double, which wouldn't surprise me at all.
2: Yes, he does. Um, Yes, he does.
1: nothing, nothing, Nothing really surprises me. What surprises me is that they become so brazen that they don't think anybody will notice. You know, um,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: know they've got us all jacked up with food additives and dumbed down with chemicals in our water, but <laughs> we should be able we should be able to see what the hell's in front of our eyes, right? I mean, you would think that <laughs> you would think that we should be able to figure this out. So,
2: it, I'm gonna well, they always say, yeah, but see, they they always say, don't don't believe your eyes, believe what we tell you, right? And you said something that's spot on. Uh, the normalcy bias. People don't like to think of their world, even in even the entertainment world, or the world of politics, in shades of gray. They don't like to think of the, these these concepts of, you know, maybe, maybe the guy I saw wasn't really Trump, or wasn't really Biden, or whoever, or Elvis, and they want to think they live in a normal world that's operating normal 24-7, and that's the epiphany of, of the normalcy bias. And when they hear these things, they always go, oh, no, that, that, that's a bunch of BS. I don't believe it. And they later find out, hey, the world that I, I live in is a lot stranger than I thought, i.e. the phrase, truth is stranger than fiction. Isn't you know? that the
1: truth? You know, I mean, I've been called everything but a white guy on some of these things. Um, and they, and if, you, <laughs> right. if you if you get in the middle of their normalcy bias, man, that is not a comfortable place to be. Because they yeah, just,
0: and what are five words, man?
1: Oh yeah, people are not stupid. We've just been bred to trust. We're a very trusting culture of people, mm-hmm. and we we uh, we have the need to trust people in authority blindly. That they're doing the right thing for our well-being, and you know what it's unsettling to realize that may not be the case, and some of us can't handle it, you know um, that's right I don't know in the case of Lisa Marie um i'd be I'd be very pissed off if this was true. I don't know if it's true. it looks awfully suspicious to me um, i um I can't figure out the truth behind a lie. I can spot the lie. What's behind it is an element I have no idea, you know. Um, Right. But it's awfully suspicious that now what's in the news is that Priscilla is suing um, Riley over the inheritance Mm -hmm. that that Lisa Mm -hmm. Marie left her. She's also suing, and that's a ton of money. She's also suing over the $35 million life insurance policy. And it has damaged the relationship to the point where they're not even on speaking terms right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, somebody is going to have to start asking some uncomfortable questions. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's very eerily similar to what happened in, uh, in, uh, September of 1977. Elvis died August 16th, 1977. Um, mm-hmm. And a little background before I go there, let me
2: let me get a little backdrop here.
1: People say, you know, you know, Lisa Marie was she did crazy things and she did this and that and married Michael Jackson and oh boy, it was did she regret that? But um, this is the back <laughs> this is the backdrop of what happened with her. All right, um, her parents divorced when she was four. She Elvis didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time with her, so when she did go. To spend time with all of it was like Disneyland. She had golf carts and ponies, and she basically ran the show. Whatever she wanted, she got. It. <laughs> if She wanted a chocolate cake for breakfast. By God, she got it. You know, damn right. So,
2: and damn right. I want that now. <laughs> <laughs> then she
1: then she would go to Priscilla's because they split time with her, and she was Priscilla was a very so I'm told very disciplinarian, um, very strict. So here's the, the the dichotomy of what's going on with this person. So that happens up until nine years old,
0: when mm-hmm.
1: she's one of the people who finds her father on the floor. Right. Um, yeah. So long about. So let me let me run by the the timeline of of Lisa Marie, and then I'll come back to my finish my comment about uh, jumping in, challenging fortunes. So yeah. Lisa Marie has to go, and she has to live with her mother, and it came out later, to her words, not mine, it came out later that, uh, and publicly too, that she was being sexually molested by her mother's boyfriend when she was 12, 13, 14. She ends up now, she ends up, she's rebelling, she ends up in, with a drug problem. Then she gets enrolled, and uh, her mother is trying to help her, I guess. And she had a little—Lisa had a rebellious streak. She, she really did. She was gonna—you talk about hard-willed. This girl was gonna do things her way, and that's it. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> right. They, she gets introduced to the Church of Scientology, and she goes into their variety of course.
0: of, of um,
1: <laughs> their variety of uh, therapy or. They're equivalent of it. I don't know that much about it, but it's it's different, you know. And, um, of course, apparently that helped her out and got her on the straight and narrow. And then she left the church in 2014, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do. That's the backdrop as to what was going on in Lisa's life. Um, the reason why she had such problems relationship-wise, um, she married Danny Keough, who's a good guy, so I'm told. Don't know him. Um, she never had anything hmm. good, or anything but good things to say about about him. It was hard because she was the show, she was the star.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: later on, she ends up marrying Michael Jackson. And, I mean, she met him, and Elvis took took uh, her to see the Jackson Five when she was a little girl. So right, she ended up meeting him later on, and apparently it went romantic. I don't know if they expected that to happen. And she thought, this is great. I married someone more famous than me. I can sit in the <laughs> background and just be normal, right? Well, sort of, you know anything right, about exactly. Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Jackson is somewhat left center of normal. So um, right. she ended up, you know, that uh, that went south. Um, she ended up leaving him for I, – I was told some things, and I can't say them. I just can't do it. But um, – mm-hmm. And then, of course, she was with Nicolas Cage there for a little while. And, of course, they realized early on that wasn't going to work out. So this is a girl who was really struggling to find her way in this world. You know, how mm-hmm. do you fulfill those shoes when you're the only, the only offspring of Elvis Presley? I mean, how do, you, how do you feel that, you know? And I think that she really struggled to find her way. And I think she did the best she could. And I don't think it was easy. It really wasn't easy. So I had to tell you all of that, the backdrop on her, and I will not reveal any of my pri- the private talks we had about certain things. I will take them to my grave. Don't ask. I won't tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you, anybody. Um, right. Okay, In so now
0: vault.
1: here we have – it, it has to. You know, it has to. I just I couldn't do that to her. I'm not that guy. And I will never, right. ever, 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 ever write a book on this. Um, so here we have Priscilla challenging this, um, the, uh, the inheritance and, and the, um, life insurance and so forth. Elvis Mm -hmm. dies August 16th, 1977. Priscilla's moved on. She's back to her maiden name, Bill Yule. She is Mm -hmm. communicating with Elvis and they're working it out and they're, they're doing the best they can because they have a child involved.
4: Right.
1: Right around September or October of seventy seven. Priscilla is in a is a Presley again. And now she's stepped in to take charge of Graceland. Mm-hmm. And it's you know what? Golly gee, it's almost a repeat, isn't it? Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know Elvis and Priscilla divorced. they married and then in '68, and I think the divorce in '74. She's no more a Presley anymore after 1974 than I am. <laughs> okay.
0: Right. Um, right. Right. So she's <laughs> been a Presley.
1: She's been a Presley less than one sixth of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, and she stepped in and profited off that, and takes credit for you know, turning Graceland around and this and that, which of course is not true. There were, there were Elvis had about a million dollars in the bank when he died. All right. Yeah. Um, when you can a make big money, money like back Elvis back Presley,
2: then, big money. Know, yeah. I
1: mean, Elvis, oh my God. Elvis Presley was, he was the first actor to, to get paid a million dollars a picture.
2: A million you know, I mean, cash in 1977 yeah. would 63. be like 20. Yeah. 50, 60 million today. The cost of living was so much lower. Oh my God! Yeah,
1: he didn't have to. He didn't have to bankroll any sort of cash or hold on to it because, you know, he was playing in the International Hotel. He was making one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a week. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Big, big money. Oh my God. He
1: he he dies with a million dollars in the bank.
0: Incredible. Mm -hmm.
1: So, Graceland. You know there needs to be an influx of cash here to turn this into the to remodel it and renovate it and get it ready for um what it eventually became right priscilla
0: didn't need mm-hmm. that
1: money that money obviously came from investors and government officials and other people but yet you know what she still takes credit for all of it you know and just just be honest with people they're not stupid you know i just wish right. she would be honest you know, I mean, it's just it's just so distasteful. She plays a very intricate part, a very integral part of it. She's very involved in it. She's contributed a lot to it. That's great. Give her that due. But she she can't sit there and, and say, and I've heard her say it on on um, a lot of interviews that she's taking full full um, credit for saving Graceland and doing that. And it's just it's just patently false. Yeah. It really is. But my point here is that she stepped in after Elvis did to profiteer that. And it, it, you know what? Prove me wrong. It looks exactly like the same thing's happening again. You know, very odd circumstances. Very, very strange. I mm-hmm. hope they get it worked out. I hope they get it worked out. Um, I know Riley was yeah. on a talk show the other morning, and um, I was praying that they weren't going to ask her about this situation, and I was very happy that they didn't. You know, she did. She did a pretty good job, you know, um, being professional and doing her thing. And uh, Elvis would be so proud of Riley; she really would.
2: Oh, I believe it. Yeah, it's it's an amazing story, you know. And uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Elvis, as you are, and uh, I always like his music. I even like some of his movies, and but the one that came out, I thought, like you said, it. Showed Elvis to a whole new generation. This is a, the issue of Lisa Marie Presley um, and the business dealings and all that intricate stuff behind the scenes. You know, they're still bringing in. More money today, I heard, than what they were bringing in in 1977 when Elvis died. And that would, yeah, that a would not surprise vast me. Fortune.
1: Yeah. yeah, that would not surprise me. They've done a great job. of. You know what, you know what? it's nice to see, but sometimes it's not because they've made mm-hmm. Elvis. They've taken him from being a flesh and blood person to being a commodity. He's a product now, you know, and sometimes that's sad to look at, but I'm happy that he's not forgotten. You know, I'm, they've, uh, they've done a good job of keeping him alive for, for better, for uh, future generations. And, you know, they'll have a better opportunity to see, um, you know, grace in all of its glory, you know, uh, most of Graceland, you don't tour, you <laughs> know, mm-hmm. when you go pay for the tour and everybody should go to Graceland. It's great. You know, I mean, they did a wonderful job. Most of Graceland now has been dwarfed by time. Um,
0: mm-hmm. you,
1: when you go through it, you'll think by today's standards, eh, this is no big deal, but put yourself back in 1957 when he bought it.
2: That's right. That was a very big, big deal.
1: Oh, it was huge. You
2: know, I mean very few Americans lived like, like Elvis in a big mansion. Cadillacs. Yeah. This country yeah. was was still struggling uh, in many ways. And sure. you know, you, even my I'm sure your appearance too, and my parents used to talk about it. Um, money wasn't growing on trees for everybody, you know. Um, people were struggling a lot of toil, obligation, a lot of chicanery to make money to uh, pay your bills, take care of your kids, and um, you know it still is. It still is the same now, but our economy was totally different back then. They didn't have all these jobs. Companies were really just starting to make money. They were just starting to kind of you know get out of the big cities, and and uh, the economy was totally different, much leaner and meaner than it is today. But I got two questions for you. These are like kind of fun, fun questions for the radio audience. But I bring them up because that you always see these things in the tabloids, right? You always see these things, and it's not to put you or me on on the spot. It's just kind of a, a, fun, a fun question. Um, a lot of people, I told them we were going to be doing the show, right? And they email me, and they write me, and they go, I want to know, One guy said, um, from Steve Ubaney, the great author, I want to know what he thinks about the conspiracy theory that is Elvis still alive? Did he fake his death (laughs) to get away from all the media and all the, right, yeah, Colonel Tom Parker and all the craziness that we just saw in the recent movie? Do you think Elvis really died and was murdered? I'm sure you do for your book, but what do you say to these people who say he faked it all? He faked his death. Um, you know they're they're out there. You know,
1: yeah, and you they're know what? There, there is here. evidence. There is, and don't make fun of these people. Well, you wouldn't anyway. But I know. Telling I other know. People, because there is evidence to support that. The problem mm-hmm. is that evidence to support that has been planted there for people to find. Because the more time mm-hmm. you spend looking for Elvis Presley at Burger King, the less time you spend right. trying, to thrive, trying to solve a cold case murder. That's the real reason why exactly. upstairs at Grace is closed off. It's a mm-hmm. crime scene. They know it's a crime scene. You know, right. um, Elvis Presley was threatened multiple times. So I would say the people who are still living under that mm-hmm. information – I'll be kind and I'll say that. Don't know the whole rest of the story. Okay. Starting in 1969, Mm -hmm. Elvis Presley was threatened multiple times. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have Colonel Parker in the mob. You have Elvis trying to help Nixon clean up the mob. This is not going to end well.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
1: In 1969, Elvis Presley started being threatened. Um, that's why he went to Nixon to get this credential so he could carry guns in every single yeah. state that he went. All right. Right. Elvis. You want protection. This is right. This is why he went karate crazy and all the guys in his group mm-hmm. were black belt, including him. Right. And they were all packing guns. Um, there's a reason why he went to talk to Nixon. Um, and, you know, there's 1973. Right after Aloha from Hawaii. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He was playing Vegas February 18th and four guys jumped the stage and started coming after Elvis and Mm -hmm. Elvis started wearing a gun in his boot underneath his uh, underneath his bell bottoms. And he started doing this from 1969 on. So what happened mm-hmm. in this particular situation is um, the guys, he had security behind the curtains and the guys took care of three of the guys. One of the guys, Elvis didn't see him because he was over to the left of the stage and he was bending down doing something with a fan. And this guy's running over and he's going to take Elvis out. And Elvis mm-hmm. showed him and everybody else that he really was a black belt and he foot swept him back into the crowd. But mm-hmm. if I would love to believe that Elvis Presley is still alive. I would love to believe that. Unfortunately that's not the case. Um, read one of my books, read Who Murdered Elvis, and you can get that book. You know, we have never told everybody how to get my book. You can get it at I'm at ebook and audiobook all the way around the world if you want to get an e book or an audiobook, book. They're sold everywhere. If you want a physical book, go to my website whomurderedbooks.com. dot com. I'll even autograph it for you. Whomurderedbooks.com. dot com, and I lay out everything. I run that scenario out to the nth degree. Um, if Elvis is alive, he's out there walking around without most of his vital organs.
0: <laughs> because <laughs> well, Dr. Harold Sexton you.
1: still has them. Still
2: right, has them and I will. I, you know? I will. I will tell you what's in our chat room here. And um, it goes like this. Some people have said this: that some Q-tards out there say Elvis is a preacher in Arkansas. Most Q-tards think he is with Trump and JFK Jr. and Valiant Thor in outer space, ready to come back and reclaim their mantle. How about those apples? <laughs> Let's love this stuff.
1: You know, it's hard to know. Who knows? It's hard to know what to say. To I don't know what to say. I, that, you know? Somebody just texted me right. a question. Did you ever Okay. Did you ever argue with Lisa Marie? Ye, not we didn't argue, but we <laughs> I can't believe somebody just texted me on my phone to ask. That's me funny.
2: That. During the um, show, I love it. <clears throat>
1: we never got into an argument, but we did have cross words one time. She was getting
0: ready. Okay. To, it wasn't
1: a big deal. She was getting ready to go on on stage because she was it was an event at Graceland and this had to be around 2018 i think and um i'm i'm in the backstage with her and a bunch of other people it wasn't just me and her you know and um she's putting on her makeup and fixing her hair and i said lisa why do you wear so much makeup you're so pretty you don't need that makeup i said people wear makeup so they look like you without makeup
0: <laughs> right,
1: and boy, was that the wrong thing True. to say?
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> so they would judge I a woman in her in her makeup, right? Oh my God!
1: I thought it, I thought what I was saying was quite complimentary. Boy,
0: I, I thought it like was too. She's Women to, are on a whole what? different she, planet. She, dude, how dare so you bring up
2: my makeup? What, like, you you
0: makeup?
1: what are you inferring? What are you doing? I right? don't need that makeup. You know.
0: I right? said, leave the
1: makeup to
0: know. ugly people. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it.
2: Okay, and so one more. That th- that's a good one. I have a, a a funny question for you that you and I can, um, you know, we talk, you know, you, you're up there in New York. I'm here. We talked a lot about other things in the state of the country. But on a funny note, because this show is a variety show, right? Sure. Lisa Marie, we all know, married Michael Jackson. Um, now, a lot of people say that Michael Jackson is not human, but he's an alien. What's your take on that? Because everyone's going to say that all the time, and that they they will say again that Michael Jackson faked his own death. And, but there's a lot of people that say he wasn't really human. He was a test tube baby. Brought into the Jackson. I mean, I, there's, I mean, there's so many crazy people with so much spare time, right? The problem is these things get out there in the lexicon, in the ether, you know, in 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 the American drink cocktail, so to speak. Do you believe that well, you Michael Jackson to, was the human being?
0: Well, you have to ask. These
1: questions.
0: dude. Yeah, you know, I because, do.
1: Because if you don't if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. You have to I ask like everything. Right. You have right? to go. You have to go down these these rabbit holes. um, right. I don't know the way he was acting at the end. <laughs> he didn't he didn't act. You can tell you that. And I know some he things didn't. that I can't repeat. <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Um, he's another one that this I can say this I can say
0: mm-hmm.
1: because. Lisa said this publicly and I will never betray her trust of private things that were said, but she said this publicly mm-hmm. so I can repeat this. Okay. In the months before he died, he told her, I think someone's gonna murder me for my catalogue of records and my royalties. Oh yeah. That is out there. She said that. All right. Um privately mm-hmm. I'm not gonna discuss what she was what I was told. I don't know if he's I don't know what he was. He was a hell of an entertainer if he was, if he wasn't human. I don't know what the hell he was, but um
0: mm-hmm.
1: I do know that his life was being threatened. As Elvis's life was being threatened. As a matter of fact the parallels between those two people are incredible. Yeah. Um it was really uh it was really it's kinda like it's kinda like um Mike Tyson the rise to glory and then the fall. Yeah. You know, and you, you love Mm -hmm. to see these heroes rise to glory and when they're on top, man, they're on top and it's great to see this, you know, I mean, this is Americana at its finest. And then they peak and something happens and they fall. And when Michael Jackson fell, it was, uh, it was something else. Again, I can tell you that, uh, it was, uh, he certainly didn't act human towards the end. <laughs> that much I can tell. I know. That's what I'm talking about. Doing exactly.
0: Some of, the, <laughs> doing some of the
1: crazy things that he did. Uh, human or not, I don't know. I never met the man. I don't know. That I don't now, know. Now, we have I'm a lot finished. of Hollywood
2: stars. Yeah. It, just in our lifetime here, we have a lot of Hollywood stars that are really getting up in age. And I tell people that you got to brace yourselves, folks, out there in Radio Land, because we're going to see, I hate to say it, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of doom and gloom, which I I, I always have a cheery face, and I'm, I'm a happy warrior. But we're going to see a lot of these big, big names drop like flies in our lifetime. Big, big names. A lot of these entertainers are like 70, 80 years old, a lot of them. They're not going to live forever. And uh, I wish they would. I wish we all could. So like Jim Morrison once once said, uh, no one here gets out alive. There's a lot of kind theories about him dying in Paris, France as well. I'm a big Doors fan. As a kid, I re- used to carry that book in high school and used to uh, – I love a good mystery, right? So I thought, well, the death of Jim Morrison, I want to get into that and Elvis and all those things. You and I were on the same wavelength. I was picking up on that stuff too, going, I want to research this stuff and start checking it out. And uh, there's always a lot of weird in, in innuendo or conjecture or people that surround these people before they die, and it's always a big surprise, big shock to the public. I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the uh, future. What do you think?
1: I think you're absolutely right. When you stop to think it, people like Clint Eastwood are well into his 90s.
2: Yeah, um, and people
1: yeah, like that's i big name. He's you know, a huge fan of Clint Eastwood. Yeah, me too. I'm, 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 kind of weird because I, I, when no one else is looking, I don't buy into the distraction. All right, I'm right, looking where right. no one else is looking. I'm a little different. Some people are afraid of heights. I'm afraid of widths. Okay, I'm a little different.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when no one else is looking, when no one else is looking, I'm looking. All right, mm-hmm. and I was when I'm watching these old shows, I'll Google the actors. How old is this person? How old is that person? Just out of curiosity, and what other things they've starred in, like the old Twilight Zone episodes. of a gigantic fan of Rod Serling, and oh um, yeah, well that's you'd fun. be amazed at the people who are in their 80s and 90s. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really something else. We're gonna in the next three or four years, we're gonna be losing some major league people.
2: I know. You know, it's right around the corner, folks. The next five years. Or less, uh, we're gonna see a lot of people drop. I mean, you know what? You know what? I always find really, really eerie, Steve, about the entertainment industry. And we've had shows before about the Illuminati and um, secret societies in Hollywood. But just in general, I I, I hate to say it, I, I don't I don't look forward to it. But at the very end of the year, they always play on TV, all the stars, all the icons who died that last year. And you sit yeah. back and you go, at least a hundred faces will fly across the screen and people that, you know, were famous and to movies or TV and people that you kind of grew up with. And the you talk, a party goes with them. And I always sit there in shock and you go, I remember that guy dying and this mm. gal and oh my God. And, it's just, you know, those are, that's always a very poignant moment for me at the end of the year, after the holidays, they, they always run that like in, oh, either Jan, you know, you know, like around Christmas, I hate to say it, it's, right, it's, it's, it's always between Christmas and New Year's of all the celebrities who died. And I don't follow too many celebrities. I do follow a few. Um, Elvis was always one of them as a kid. Uh, but yeah, we always those things are very interesting. We're we're going to see a lot of talent. The old Hollywood die off, and um, what we're left with are these. Yeah, it's not very glamorous,
1: you know, is it? Don't look too close.
2: Yeah, you know? no, that's what I'm saying. We're left with the refuse. We're left with the fringe. Somebody, just, you somebody know?
1: just sent me a text, and I can't believe people. This has never happened to me before. People are texting me questions as we're.
2: This show is a lighting ride. It is.
1: This is unbelievable. When this show's on,
2: things happen, man. Things happen. I'm telling you. It's pirate well, radio at its um, best.
1: Speaking of speaking of people, you know, going on the other side of the rainbow, so to speak. All of Elvis's right. Memphis Mafia is gone. All except for Jerry Schilling.
2: All are gone. Um, yeah.
1: Lamar Fike, Red West. Sonny West, Joe Esposito, Marty Lacker, Al Strada, they're gone. Yeah,
2: remember those names. Uh, Even
1: the two guys who, even the two EMTs are gone. Now some of the people who were at the autopsy were gone. Um, Dan Warlick is gone. I mean, so it's interesting because now that I've interviewed most of these people, I think I'm Mm -hmm. probably the only one who knows the story of all of them, which is really spooky, you know yeah uh, and I have to, I, is. And to the I forgot to mention this to the Elvis is alive community. there's nothing that Elvis loved on this earth more than his girl all right, and she knew it. Do you mm. really think if Elvis faked his death, he would stand by and let Lisa Marie go through everything that she's going through or went through in her life without stepping no way
2: in? no way
1: i'm i'm you know I'm sorry to have to break this but. You know, there's the guy's passed on, okay? Um, yeah. And we need to grow up as a society and come to grips with it. I'm, I'm sorry he did. I remember where I was when that happened. I mean, and it was like mm-hmm. the morning. I've never seen anything like it before. I mean, it was even worse.
2: I remember than it. Diana. I remember it. The wailing, the people that were crying. I mean, it was I unbelievable. Was, uh, I went Unbelievable. I remember that women would be crying, men sobbing. You know, I'm a kid, and I go, what happened? They would go, oh, my God, Elvis Presley died. It was big news. Big
1: yeah, it news. It was huge. It was huge. Huge. I, rem- I remember National we- how mor- good- Yeah. Yeah. It was something that you get for a head of state, you know. So right. I remember. Right. Um, you know, my mother saw him on the, the first. It's his first television appearance on the Dorsey Brothers show. And we were having mm-hmm. a garage sale. And the next day, we were going to buy school clothes. It was August 16th, right? So, or it's August 17th. Right. And they're playing mm-hmm. all the Elvis' records over the radio. Oh, yeah. And my mother, I didn't think she had any juice left in her. She was crying so hard. I mean,
0: she <laughs> bawled
1: yeah. the entire way to the mall, oh, yeah. the entire way back. You know, I mean it was and you yeah. go to the mall and you you go to, you know, to the boys department and everybody's crying. It's it was everybody absolutely was
2: imagination. I remember that. And I was a young fan of Elvis. i am not these people had, had, had been to his concerts, they grew up with him, kinda like it, you know, they um bought his records and um they had more of a connection with him and it hit people hard. Because they yeah, thought really did. they were going to have Elvis within their entire lives, and Elvis well, meant a lot to a lot of Americans.
1: And there's a reason for that because Elvis became he became part of Americana. That rocket ride in '56 he, he took. Elvis became popular with portable record players. Now kids had their own music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he his stars started to rise uh, with television. So all of these new venues, all of these new things, I mean, came about with Elvis. So he was so baked in the cake.
0: Mm
1: You know, it was amazing. Uh, Speaking of strange deaths, um, in my book, uh, Who Murdered Elvis, I, I, I chronicle 65 entertainers that died mysteriously from 1959 to 1984. That's a list and a half. That's, so I list them in there and their cause of death yeah. and how strange it is. It's almost mm. like, well, I'll I'll save that for whoever reads the book. But I don't I don't I don't want to spoil that. But you know, this Elvis is mm-hmm. a live thing. They're ignoring all the murders in common, all the mob connections,
0: right? The sanitized right. that
1: scene, all of it. Jerry Schilling, all right, who was um, oh yeah. With with Lisa Marie in the car, red carpet of the Golden Globes, when learning of Elvis Presley's untimely death, he gets so pissed off and distraught, he punches a concrete wall and smashes his hand. He Had to have surgery on it. Wow. Do you think that would be happening if Elvis fake does that? No. I mean,
0: there's just no, too many things. No. It's at just all. a
1: common sense. It's a common sense loser, you know. But. Um, Read my book. It will fill in the blanks. I've sold enough books. I don't need another sale. That's not why I'm telling you to read the book. I'm telling you to read the right. book because everybody no, needs to know. I, you know. I'll tell you what. I read I the, book. the book. It's good
2: stuff. Me. I own the book. Right.
1: If I, if I could give this book out for free just so I could get the information out there, I would do it. I don't have the financial wherewithal to do that. But you know, everybody needs to know what's in this because you know what? This can happen again and again. And, again, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the people who get stuck between the mob and the FBI all seem to die in a pattern, and the pattern has repeated itself. Um, Yeah, they do. Died very mysteriously, like Elvis Presley. The sanitized death scenes, Marilyn Monroe's sanitized death scene, Uh, Princess Diana, her sanitized death scene, they just pronounced her dead. They called in special equipment to sanitize the tunnel
2: you got to no. get rid JFK. of that evidence as fast as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: JFK, right. gets shot in the head. They carry him into Parkland. What's Secret Service doing? They're cleaning the blood splatter out of the limousine. Well, if right. there's nothing to well, hide. Well, let me tell
0: you. Right. Why? Oh, yeah. Why You're it? right, man. Right.
2: I'll tell you a quick story. I think I told you this once once before. Uh, I told the audience, I think, once before. My father met Elvis Presley before He became the blockbuster, um, you know, international icon. Quick story: my dad is in Texas, and he is um, taking a leave out of the Air Force. This is like the early to mid 1950s, okay? When Elvis was starting his rockabilly tour of the Texarkana area, right? Going into Louisiana. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, you name it, Texas. His bus pulls up, and my dad's pumping gas, like a scene from the movies. People forget, they didn't have all these great jobs. You, you, you got a job at at, at the local uh, you know, station, the film station. You pumped gas, you uh, worked on cars, did body work. You did things with, with your hands, well... My dad was just taking like two months off from the Air Force. How to bring in some extra cash, take care of his mother, and then jump back to the Air Force because he was, he was a career guy back, back then. In fact, then you could do that. They would, they would let you go home for a few months to take care of family. Well, making a long story sh- um, short, a bus pulls up, a rockabilly bus, and these guys come out wearing like, you know, black and white, pat leather shoes, and they start playing baseball. Elvis loved baseball, and my dad's, like, checking out the, uh, you know, the uh, bus, and he meets Elvis. What are you guys doing? My dad didn't even did, did not, this did not sink in until about a decade later, and the guy goes, oh, we're just singing some songs. We're going to various clubs. My dad shook Elvis's hand. He goes, what's your name, son? Elvis goes, what well, is Elvis Presley, sir? You know, in that kind of accent. And he goes, well, great. Nice, nice to meet you. Um, your bus is in great shape. Get some sandwiches. Go inside. Cool off. Get some ICs. We'll take care of you. Bada boom, right? Well, later on, my dad, when Ellis made it, he goes, oh, my God. The guy on TV is the kid I met at the Rockabilly van going around doing the circuit. Met him before he became famous. And very, very personable, very nice man. Uh, And and Ellis was playing baseball, you know, catch, while they're getting their big school bus ready for the road again, you know. And back then, the highways weren't that great, right? But that's a really cool little anecdotal story, too. Ellis met a lot of people is what I'm getting at during his entire life. And he met people from all walks of life. And when he became famous, he always retained his demeanor and his, you know, his presence was international rock star, right? But he was still that small town boy from Mississippi that everyone loved, you know? So Steve, what are your final thoughts about Lisa Marie Presley and the Elvis fortune? Anything else you'd like to mention tonight to our audience?
1: Uh, I, I just wanted to expand upon what you were saying about about uh, Elvis and um yeah and that story. How much time do we have? I don't want to run we over. We have
2: plenty of time. 2 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This came this came to me from one of the Memphis mafia members who um is no longer with us and I won't mention his name cuz I didn't like him very much. But um Elvis wanted to buy a a, a Cadillac, all right? And he's out he's out in California. And he wanted to get this mm-hmm. blue Cadillac with a white top, white convertible. And it didn't matter if he sold it tomorrow. He wanted it that day, right? So he goes to the local Cadillac dealership, and he's buying cars for people. It was just that day he decided to buy Cadillacs. So this one got a black one, and this one got a black one with a red interior, and this one got a blue one. He can't find one for Elvis. He can't find the car that he wants. So the salesman is frantically calling everywhere trying to get this because he doesn't want this commission to walk out the door, you know? Right. So – this dealership is not in the best part of town. Walking by mm-hmm. is this woman of very modest means who sees Elvis Presley through the, through the dealership window. And she knocks on the window and she waves to him. Well, Elvis comes out and he's talking with her and he signs an autograph. And um, this is a woman of color. And this is going to speak to this racist nonsense about Elvis being a racist. And I am so tired of hearing this, I could puke in my soup, okay? There's not one Mm -hmm. shred of evidence to support that. So, like I said, this woman is of very modest means. And, uh, you know, they're they're talking, and he's talking with her a little bit, um, you know. And he just said, you know, I just felt like buying cars today so she said well what are you buying and she said you know and he said well which one you know if you were going to buy a car what do you think i should get you know what color do you think i should get well what he was doing is he was picking her brain to see what color car right. he, she wanted so right he ended up buying her a car her husband a car and her two boys cars God. and that was the kind of guy that elvis Presley was bought jerry Schilling a house he said, Jerry, I've wow. ne- you've never had your house of your own, and I want to be the one to give it to you. This is the kind of guy nice. that I was Presley was. Generous. This guy invented the word, man. So um, wrapping everything up, uh, you know, I, I think that um, the dust has to settle on the Lisa Marie thing. There's a lot of pissed people. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm privy to, and I can't say um, – there's, there's a lot going on. Some things I don't know. Obviously, I don't know everything. But uh, when the dust settles, people are going to start asking all, all of the right questions. Right now, there's a lot of people in shock. There's a lot of turmoil going on. But poke around, take a look, and you tell me if the person on the red carpet of the Golden Globes was Lisa Marie Presley. There's a, there's a group we have out there on Facebook that you guys are all welcome to join, and the pictures are there. It's Elvis Who Murdered Him, and it's a Facebook group. Join it. You'll love it. There's all kinds of evidence there about Elvis being murdered. People are now posting things about, uh, suspicious things about this body double thing. Um, There's a lot of information there. And if you want my books, um, you know, go to my website, whomurderedbooks.com. I'll autograph them if you have a birthday or whatever. Tell me what you want me to write in them, and they make great gifts. People people really enjoy them. You know, the book that's coming out next, I'm working on right now, is on Nikola Tesla. Uh, there's a lot coming up. I'm also starting a, part, a podcast this year, so I've got my hands on wow. for sure.
2: You do? Steve Obaney, thanks for calling in to the uh, Von Wien Show and being our VIP guest tonight. What a pleasure to have you on, on the show, man, and get to hear your voice. And you, have a, you are a wealth of information, my good friend.
1: Yeah, it's great Love to come it. on your show. It's a lot of fun. We always have we always have a good time, John. So I'll be I'll come on if yeah. you want. Just give me a call.
2: You got it, man. We have some good banter, some good conjecture, and uh, what a great show. And I'm glad that we were able to bring to light into the spotlight here the Lisa Marie Presley, the uh, some of the issues surrounding her death, and talked about Elvis Presley and rockabilly. And that whole era, that great era of Americana. Thank you, Steve, for um, cool. being here tonight, man. We really appreciate you.
1: Well, I'll. Uh, I just wanted to say that I wish America was like it, the way it was then. You know. Me too.
2: Me too. The uh, now we Wouldn't have guys great? buying.
1: Now we have guys buying wrinkle cream.
0: You know?
1: <laughs> what the yeah, hell happened? Yeah. Exactly. To men? Do you think Clint uh, Eastwood worried about his wrinkles or John Wayne? What the hell is happening? Hell no!
0: There?
1: And on that passing. Thought, well, it's nice. Yeah, it's uh, nice to be on your show again, and uh, have a great night, everybody.
2: You got it, Steve. Thanks so much, Steve Benny folks. Leaving the studio. Great call, great interview tonight. A lot of interesting uh, things to um, think about. Yes, Steve's right. You know, the uh, Americana that uh, predated me and most of you, I had one foot in old America, and I've got one foot in the new America. I can tell you, as a kid growing up, 70s and 80s, that um, old America was better. No, we weren't richer. We didn't have five SUVs. Uh, the average home back then, believe it or not, was 1,500 square feet. The average home today, 2,500 square feet in most locales, at least 2,000. People weren't any happier. They had more materialism, more things. We have pseudo-wealth. Back then, people had, I think, more social wealth. They got out more. Facebook was having... FaceTime with your friends. That was the original Facebook. <laughs> I like the original Facebook better. We were out all day long playing sports. From sun up to sundown. Baseball, football, basketball, track. We were we would play war all the time. War games. I was big on that. And um my ancient warrior spirit talking, but the music, Elvis Presley, and uh, the rockabilly, I dig it. I bought Elvis records as a kid, still have them. And my uh, my vinyl collection, by the way, I did know, and I could foresee a time when these would be highly prized and collectible. I was that one kid who put them all in plastic sleeves, and they're in mint condition today. Mint. So are my Rolling Stones albums, my Doors, my Beatles, um, all the bands back then that I was listening to. Um, Deep Purple. Love that stuff. But Elvis um, has a 1968 comeback special. And by the way, that movie, they did a kick-ass job of that, of that movie. It's not so, Just to watch it for pure entertainment value, I thought it was really well well done. I'm going to buy the DVD, but I want to see it again in the theater, so I hope they do a re-release of it. I, I, I want to see it again on the big screen, you know? Well, hang on, folks. We'll get some calls here. We'll take a little break, a little intermission. Get a cocktail for the Elvis Bar. And, um, you know, Elvis was the guitar man, wasn't he? Sounds a little bit like this, and I'll be right back.
4: Looking for trouble. You came to the right place. Looking for trouble. Just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. I'm a goodbye host. By sundown, I'd love I with my guitar up on my phone. I hitchhiked all the way down the mountains, got a roof at the YMCA. And for the next three weeks, I went to hunt them nights, I'd be looking for a place to play. Well, I thought my picket would set them on fire, but nobody wanted to hire a guitar. Hey, cause George, I thought i down to Panama City, started picking out some of them all-night boys. I'm hoping I can make myself a dollar making music on my guitar. I got the same old story, them all-night beers. You know, there ain't no room around here for a guitar man. So I slept in the hobo jungle, I rode a thousand miles to try Till I found my 7 mobile All out above, I had a club they called Big Jacks. A little 4P fan would jam it, so I took my guitar and I said, yeah. I showed them what a band would sound like, so with a swinging little guitar, man, show them, son. going to take a trip down through the ocean, find yourself best out of Elmoville. Made a night to a park on Jackson, you got a little time to kill. And if you find that crowd of people, you'll wind up out of here that morning. Digging the finest little five feet of food from another from Mexico. Guess who leave that five feet of that? I'm going like, you know, is that swinging a...
0: Wow!
2: Now that's Americana right there. Um, Elvis Presley. Wow. What a life. Well, you know, as we talked about earlier in, in the show, not to bring up uh, death, unfortunately, it's a fact of life. I would live forever if I could. People say, really? I go, yeah. I, I want to see what's around the next bend. I love adventure. I want to see what the new inventions are going to be. I'm curious what's going to happen politically to this nation. I think the things I would see and witness firsthand would be just utterly amazing. If I could live forever, I I would. Plus, there's just more chicks to meet. You know what I mean? (laughs) And more drinks to drink. And more fun to be had all across America and the world. But, um, the Guitar Man, Elvis, incredible. Great interview with Steve O'Baney. Who Murdered Elvis is his book. Now, I'd like to see a book, Who Murdered General Patton. We talked about him on the last show. I believe he was knocked off by the OSS after World War II there in Bavaria. Interesting timelines a lot of famous people get knocked off for various reasons as we talked about on tonight's show well, right now we'll get right to a uh, a quick call let's get on with brett the surfer calling from um his surfboard his surfing venue um maybe it's the elvis presley beach there in acapulco let's bring him on board brett how are you doing tonight
5: yeah, Are you there with Elvis? Oh yeah, just party uh, with that, Elvis Presley. Crazy. It's crazy that he could have been taken out, man. You know that's uh, you know. I think he was. I, I don't think a lot. I think time. he
2: was. I, yeah. Read uh, the book. I don't, gotta I read don't. the book. Who murdered Elvis? Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Interesting yeah. stuff, yeah, I man. Will. It really I is.
5: Will. It's it's amazing how uh, you know how many bands he influenced and. Um, just, uh, he was an amazing performer. Um, you know, and it's, that was, that was a tragic to lose, uh, Lisa Marie, you know, but, um, you know, and whether that, I I don't know, I don't know the circumstances with that either, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to have to read that book, but, uh, yeah, there are a lot of things that we don't know, you know, maybe they will come to light here, uh, soon, but, uh, You know, right. great, uh, great, great guest there. Um, we just had some Absolutely. really awesome rain here, uh, but it has been very wet, you know. So now I'm hitting the waves, uh, but uh, <clears throat> you no, know, we've had a we've got a great winter so far, right?
0: Uh,
2: Wizard Arizona is the best. You kidding me?
5: Yeah.
2: What a live for.
5: I was just thinking. Flagstaff got. In the first place in the country
2: two more feet of snow but see i like it when it gets cold here it's just so cool
3: yeah i do too um i do
2: too and i ski so i can't i can't even get get up the damn mountains all the roads are blocked so i have to wait another week to go up north to go skiing in my alpine nordic way britch i must be one with nature up there in the mountains man so i'm a intermediate skier but i just love Be now in northern Arizona with snow on the ground, Flagstaff, bring your best leather cool jacket, your turtleneck, Yeah. go get some good pancakes, hit the slopes, come back, get a steak, get a coffee, walk around Old Town Flag, and I'm going to speak for two days, win those roads, and then then I'm going to Sunrise. I got it all planned out, man. No,
4: that'll, be great. Um, that'll
2: be great. Yeah, trust me. We'll have tons of sunshine and warmth for surfing this late spring and yeah. summer, brother. No, it's coming well, me, as yeah. it is every year.
0: You know?
5: We're going back. We, we were up there about uh, two weeks ago up in the snow. Just went up for about five hours and uh, my seven-year-old boys were up sledding, and we just pulled over this area. People were sledding down the mountain and we yeah. had a picnic and had a great time. You know, my you know, boys, I'm not going to spend 200 bucks on each one. You know, let's take it when they're out of so But, uh, I mean, you know, it was it was fun just chilling out there. You know, we had the right gear on, you know, so we could just sit in our lawn chairs under the pine trees. Yeah. And nice blue sky. Um, yeah. so we're going to do that in about another week but I'm going to give it about another week I think actually I'm probably going to head down to the Sea of Cortez next weekend and then the week after that I think it'll, it'll be a good time to okay. go to up north but uh, yeah man cool. I, I'd like to get back to skiing ski and though um, you know but uh, one of these days man because there's some great powder up there right now um
2: like oh, there that. is. Incredible. Incredible powder. Yeah. Um, they got a, a new foot of snow. So we have new snow upon new snow upon new snow now. Three big snowstorms, yeah. And that's incredible. Good for skiing. And once um, the sun hits it just right, it'll glisten. And you can make those grooves, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. and you are too no you you gotta go take a road trip I've been working like crazy and just just, you know drilling down every day right right doing the thing studio time uh, shows um, getting the prep work done for the show everything else Mm -hmm. on top of that other work and uh, it's good though it's good Um, I that's what I was saying. It's already March. March, I know. Dude. I
5: know We're heading the spring breaks coming up here, yeah. you know, for the college kids. And, you
2: know. Like, Barry Jackson car show was yesterday. We, yeah. we We've yeah. already had that roll through town, the Phoenix Open, the Super Bowl. Now they're doing mm-hmm. spring training baseball. Damn. Oh,
5: yeah. yeah. Time, it, it, time it, flies. Now that we have Durant on the Suns down here, Phoenix Suns, you know, I, I think we're really gonna, I think our team really is gonna shine, you know. Uh,
2: yeah, you know, maybe. A, Hope so.
5: Yeah, I do too, man. <laughs> you know, after the Cardinals' performance.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, brother. The other thing, man, with uh, with this Ukraine war, it, it's it's really it's kind of scary. Where that's headed, you know, I just don't see that going well. down.
2: Uh, And God help us, you know. um, You know. Oh yeah, that thing is uh, going to ramp up here soon. I do it. Everyone, embrace it. Have your crash helmet on because the spring offensive is right a few weeks away, and they're going to go in there. um, You know, it's going to be messy. You sell. You know, Um, if 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 you had a death wish. Which we which none of us have. You go to to the to the uh Ukraine. Go to Ukraine. You'll last about a day. Seriously. That's about how bad it is over there. I yeah, mean, you get shot I, from I all sides. That. You're not gonna make yeah. it. So it, it, we it, have Americans yeah. that have volunteered to go over there. And some of their their reports are Wild and wild stuff talk about dangerous, my god
5: yeah, that is something yeah, you do not want to be doing that, man you, this is this is just this is this is a top cheering uh thing, you know, and you, you know it's it's just uh, it, it is so much, and uh, you know we're just repeating history, you know, we go back to
2: it's about um, the money
5: to go back yeah. To, yeah they've got to have
2: a body count. To justify the cash, they got to have a body count. Hate to say it, and but
5: it's sin, you know, sad when you see young. It's evil. Yeah,
2: and it's and called blood money, blood money, ritual sacrifice, and uh, yeah. um, just terrible what's going on. But um, that's why I say war, war is hell, and we don't want more war. We're ready for war. We talk about war all the time. Damn right. But we don't want more more war. war the world needs to... Uh, and, and here's the thing. It won't. There's too many elites that want war. They want chaos and destruction. So they, they keep pushing for these things. Too much, money, on things. On. Too much yeah. money involved. That's right. Too much money going into people's pockets. And they're going to keep pushing their narrative, their agenda. Thank God, though, that we live in Arizona. And... yeah. You know, and we are in a very well fortified state, people of like mine predominantly still, and we're in a very good spot. I think we're in a very good
0: spot we
5: are in a very good spot unless unless we have something like East Palestine that happened, which is a tragedy that is just so uh so unbelievable what is going on there, you know, and on another note, you know which. Basically, it's just contaminated. They should gate up the city because of that, you know. And, and just to think that that could happen here in a place like this, you know, with railroad track. I mean, they. I. It's just. It's just unbelievable what what the EPA is telling those people. The water's good. It's, no, nothing wrong here. You know? <laughs> and, oh. And. Oh yeah. And it's exactly. And I guess that's why you have to grasp every day, you know, because you never know what can happen and things can just like – it might have been a, probably a beautiful day the day before that train derailment in East Palestine,
0: yeah. beautiful
5: blue sky maybe, and, and then the next day you may never be able to go back there again. You know, isn't that
2: – Well, crazy? I tell people that we're only rolling through town. You know, Jim Morrison say no one here gets out alive. We're rolling through town. And um, you got to enjoy your life, man. Do things and go places. See and do. Um, you know, enjoy it. Because, um, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, we there, – there's an old saying that life happens while you're making other plans. <laughs>
5: yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It yep. just happens. It's just so true.
2: So you better enjoy and, uh, it now while you can walk and talk and chew gum, you know.
5: Yeah, yeah. You can always you can sit there and wait like, well, there'll be a day when <laughs> I'm gonna pull the trigger. Yeah. But man, that day may never come. Your day may this may be the last. So grasp that yeah. day, man. Seize seize the moment. Um, you know. Carpe diem. And
2: seize the day. Yep. Carpe diem, baby. Yep. Yeah, that's Well our next week's about. show will be our regular format, Brett, and uh we'll have even more time to chat. We'll we'll get in our normal of callers. And we've had a few you know, this is our VIP season, so <laughs> a lot of people who uh used to call in for twenty minutes at a sh at a pop. Um yeah. or have to, to take a seat to our VIPs. Once in a while it's yeah. gonna mix up the show. Bring in some people, some authors, um, other people, you know. We had the last week was the political consultant, Ari Bradshaw, and tonight is Steve O'Baney, So we've got yeah, yeah great. Sean great coming up here on the month, He's also an author, who writes books like of the Tom Clancy style. He's coming back. And yeah, I got people that are lined up, man. Show's growing,
0: Brilliant.
2: a lot of interest. We're having fun, kicking ass and taking names, you know.
5: Rocking, my brother.
2: Mm-hmm. Brett, have a great night, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. All
5: right, man. Thanks so much for calling right, the show. We'll talk to you soon, man. Take it easy, man.
2: You got it. Thank you, Brett. Take care, man. Brett's a surfer, folks. Great guy, and uh, it's time for a promo, and then we'll get to our tech wizard, the Irish Pirate. Vaughn
3: is on, so join him on the radio airwaves as he broadcasts on internet radio. It's exploding. It is the Vaughn Wee Hunt Show, and he's on Thursday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. The mission is to be there without excuse. We'll see you there.
2: You can't handle the truth. Unless you tune in to the Von Weehan Show. That's right. He's no rhino. He's no paper-thin prosecutor standing in front of you in the courtroom. He's a real guy with real convictions. And he's got his own show on Thursdays on darkskyradio.com. At 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Be there. Don't be a wimp. <laughs> God, love that Jack Nicholson laugh towards the end. Remember Batman? I love that show when it came on, the, uh, and the reruns from the 1960s, just awesome. <laughs>
1: Batman and Robin with exclusive news for
3: KHJ listeners.
1: It's the Bat Phone secret number contest presented by
3: Boss Radio. There's a terrific prize for the first KHJ listener to guess the secret number of our Bat Phone.
1: You've seen us answering
2: the Bat Phone on TV. It's a special hotline Commissioner Gordon uses to contact us whenever there's trouble. There are seven digits in the Bat secret number. Listen to what you'll win if yours is the first correct answer received by KHJ. You'll visit Batman and me at 20th Century Fox and be our guest for lunch at the studio. Then you'll ride to the Batcave in the Batmobile, where Robin and I will present you with a 1966 console color television set. To visit
4: us and win the color TV,
2: just guess the secret Batphone number.
3: Watch for Robin and me on Channel 7 Wednesday and Thursday nights. And keep it on
2: KHJ for more clues in the Batphone Secret Number Contest. (laughs) Tells the sound of old America, I love it. Well, Fed Chair Janet Yellen claims that the U.S. taxpayers have a moral duty to defend Ukraine's border from invasion. Oh, really now? When were we given this extra duty and honor as American taxpayers, hmm? The new Oregon bill would give the homeless people of, of Oregon 1000 per month cash. No strings attached. Now, the Oregon homeless can just buy more booze and drugs, and the already bad drug epidemic there will skyrocket, of course, and be even way worse than before. The drug dealers will be very happy, though, and flush with that big, fat government cash coming in, right? Wow. And the cultural enrichment of America and Europe for the third world mongrel hordes is just amazing. They're really just socking it to Europe, man. Unbelievable. And we're next. We're already seeing it in front of us now. It's amazing. Well, we're glad you're still here in our overtime segment of the show. And um, here's a little ditty, a song called The Forest. Very cool. Sent to me from LA. Let's go right to our tech wizard, the Irish Pirate, for a segment here, which I have entitled cool. Science. Hello, Irish Pirate. How are you doing, sir? Science.
3: Well, I'll get there. Uh, yeah, you want some <laughs> science? Uh, they, they, right now they're uh, trying to tell you that they're suddenly willing to listen to the... Uh, so-called virus escaped from a Wuhan lab.
0: Um, yes, yeah, thank God. You know, on, on this bastards. show, I,
3: I don't believe that actually happened, but the neat thing is they're willing to let you believe it now, three years later when they realize they were trying to do something sinister in that lab. Um, they sure were. What we, do know is that, what we do know is that in 2018, they were already very frustrated because they knew how to take the heads off genes, but they couldn't put on, something else back on. Yeah, there was no evidence right. that they ever figured out how to do that. And they were mixing around a lot of weird proteins and things like that, and who knows what, you know, they might have figured out that might hurt somebody, but I don't know that they can replicate everything the way they say they can. Right. And when you look at um, auxiliaries to biblical texts, you'll find that they always assumed that the future, that the end times, that would be ruled by blood and fear, which is the one way not to act biblically, and that's Mm -hmm. why, one of the reasons why, for example, that uh, uh, Jesus had to come back a second time, this is one of the things they wrote about, and even more wild, I mean, if you're thinking about uh, military science, I was blown away, Uh, Joel Stausen got interviewed, Uh, this is another guy very much into the biblical terms of things, he's a Mormon. Oh yeah, he sure is. And he actually got into almost an argument with Owen Schroer because Owen believes that we huh. can stop World War III, and the opposite is believed by his uh, – what was this called? The, the political adversary, but it goes like this. He, basically what Joel Skousen was saying is that Russia doesn't have enough conventional troops to be able to cover anything that they've got the technical advance to be able to destroy. And the idea is nobody, except the United States, is dumb enough to go fight a war and then not claim something for it. We're the only country that I know of that's ever done that. We supposedly won some wars and things like that, but we didn't claim anything for it. We just put ourselves in further debt
0: and gave our
3: technology away to supposed losers. So anyway, Gauzen was reminding us, you could be as afraid as you want of Mr. Putin, but – The reality is, yeah, he might press the button for any reason, but he still doesn't have a reason. (laughs) And I liked that answer. That that left Owen Schroyer befuddled. He's going like, well, there's got to be something we can do. And Skousen says, continue to repair. That's the only thing you can do. They're going to do something stupid, but not tomorrow. You've got time because these guys are going to threaten to do it long before they do anything. And there's still no absolute reason – even for China to invade. They're not ready. They want to be. They're begging to do it. They're looking for an excuse to do it. And certainly sometime in the near future would be a good time to do it, but they still can't do it tomorrow. That's that's not right. how this is going to work. And that reminded me of that. It was like, yeah, they were really scaring me to death, but it's like, wait a minute. In the biggest scariest moment is not the time you need to flinch. It's when you need to make sure it's like, okay, what angle is it coming from? Where is it going to get mm-hmm. first? And what we're seeing right. is the biggest invasion of America is the technical, uh, technological destruction of our food, our electricity, you know, our mm-hmm. oil, stuff like that. I mean, that's actually what's getting taken down. I mean, I don't see any serious cause of death. I mean, Sure, we found that now that the stats have come in, the COVID shots killed 19 times more people in red states than they did in the other ones. Yeah. And, in yeah. fact, California right. was the least. Yeah, they got the coldest of the hot sauce in California. Very yeah. strange because they took a lot of shots. but So we know now that there's a deliberate attempt and we can scientifically prove this. We don't know who's doing it necessarily. I mean, it'd, it'd be quite a conglomerate if they all worked in unison. I find that hard to believe. But I do think everybody's watching to see if it's a golden opportunity to make more money or a golden opportunity to seize more power. And I think that like a domino effect, they're doing it. And that you know they're checking off their boxes. And the yeah. one thing we need to make sure that we can do to make continue our need for freedom – is to make sure that it only happens in places that don't deserve it. For example, are they really looking for freedom in Hollywood? Not really.
0: No. No. (laughs) I don't
3: know anybody that is. No, no. Um, But I know know a lot of people between the first or second mountain range and the next time zone that certainly are. We're standing in such territory. So the science is what's keeping me sane, actually. While well, I listen to people yeah. completely obliterate the science, on my last call, we talked about what you would do um, if you had something like what happened in Ohio. you got a bunch of chemicals that they're afraid are going to mix into the environment. The dumbest thing you do is, is burn it freely. The smartest thing you do is cap it with something. You know, m- right. Make sure the flames can't rise. You know, leave it dangerous and try to right. cart it off as a liquid. Well, they didn't do that. Sure. You know, somebody decided it would be really smart to burn that. Well, I have a weird question. It was brought up by Kate Daly. She has a radio show. Hmm. She was actually, her hometown is the same as my hometown originally. She then moved to St. George. But um, she actually brought up the question. She said, well, if what, if vinyl chloride is what was in there, she said, if you burn it, does it burn black, black smoke? (coughs) Or is it supposed to burn white smoke? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not that much of a chemist. I never thought about it. In fact, uh, Mike Adams went out and tried to buy a book on these types of chemicals. can't remember their big name. But it's basically the same breed as DDT and Agent Orange and all that. Well, for 27 years, you can't get such a book. There is nothing out there for the layman to read up on. And that's because the same people that are making much of the worst chemicals today made DDT, Agent Orange, and they swept it clean and made absolutely certain that you and I couldn't buy such a book a long time ago. And that, of course, is Monsanto, right. Yeah, which is not part of the shots or anything right. like that. They've certainly been uh, attacking you with glyphosates and atrazine and whatever else they can get a hold of. Atrophy mm-hmm. is, of course, the chemical that makes the frogs gay, for those who don't right. know what that's <laughs> all about. Yeah. And the glyphosate, <laughs> uh, the main thing with that is if it gets yeah. into a plant or your body, it makes it so you can't take in minerals. Effectively, mm-hmm. it makes it so that you go mineral-free for a long time. And that's what kills weeds. But it also kills you. Yeah. Luckily, you're, mu- you're much bigger than a weed. And, and it does matter by mass. So there's the science for that. But you want to learn more about what's happening in Ohio? Wow. So I recommend very highly on InfoWars. On the third hour, Mike Adams was allowed to come on because Alex Jones is traveling at the moment. And he brought on a guy who's an expert on that subject about what's burning in Ohio and what's it made of and what can you do about it and stuff like that because you can't buy a book. So at least he was smart enough to bring somebody on. And I like that. And it's all these minds going out there and learning all these new things that keep me excited. Um I know my time's gonna be short, so I'll say this. I'll tell you who's really got me blown away. Pete Santilli. He has put out more okay. stuff on the Arizona elections in the past. Interesting. And a half. Yeah. Um the best one, just to keep people interested, maybe go check this out. He is starting to name names of politicians in Arizona that are absolutely tied to the Sonoran drug cartels and actually has on a guest who produces the documents. In other words, a certain individual has nine different kinds of um, trusts, slightly different names, you know, with or without a middle initial.
0: Right, um, right. Their,
3: yeah, their partner in crime has a different, a totally different name, and so there's a bunch of them with his, you know, uh, other than names. And then they looked at all the signatures of all these trusts when they were established and everything, and they matched that to the Sonoran cartel. Very interesting. Little, you know, nice little yes, uh, handwriting absolutely. analysis there. Sure. So, yeah, uh, I'll just leave it at that for the moment, but, I mean, their name and names – and they're showing evidence. And people actually brought that out and, and brought the you know, the documents are available if somebody wants to read them, the public file. And so right. I, I like the fact that somebody's actually willing to talk, willing to spill the beans, the actual information that can make or break a decision. And, and uh, I will say this. And Tilly says there's like what is it, thirty thousand counties in America? He says that's where you should concentrate your efforts because once you get to the state or the federal level, there's little chance that you're going to sway somebody. But in the county level, you need to know every single politician where they stand. Look at their websites. Check and see if they really believe in Agenda 21 or if they're actually trying right. to stop it because that's where they're going to put it. Yeah. I mean, the Odds are at that level they're not going to lie one way when they mean the other. You know, by the time you get right. to state or federal right. level it's it's you yeah, there's money to be made in lying. But not at the local level, not That's at right. the county level. So the neat thing is he's saying, just go ahead and start to take over your counties. To add to that, Greg Reese put out a report on called them safety committees back in the day. And That's right. safety committees were local individuals who sure local representatives. The representatives to the state that eventually one of them would be chosen to be a senator or a, yeah. or a, a federal representative. And back in those days, you you, know, you only elected those people. You didn't have anything to do with electing a senator directly. But you made sure that right. the guys that you had were under wraps by a safety committee in your local area. And they could recall anybody, which Florida is starting to do now. Florida is getting back to that, if you remember, except for that right now it's tied to DeSantis. It wasn't specifically right. – but DeSantis is doing what those committees should have done, and certainly I don't think he wants to keep removing people. I think he'd rather the people underneath him do that, so there's certainly nothing wrong with that. He's just showing you how it's done. But the bottom line is when these people rip you off, I mean there's got to be a way to be able to say, okay, I can't tell you who the next one's going to be, but it won't be you. Uh, that's, that's the power that we should have as the people. We're looking for someone to do our will. If they won't do it, we just remove them. That's that's how simple it should be. right? But it's really hard to do when – and this is my expertise – when you have an entire tied-together network of information, whether it's publications, television, cable, social media, all that, when so much of that is not just front-row starters like Facebook being –